Welcome to today's episode of Tuesday's Tips. Today, we have the privilege of interviewing freelance photographer and a young entrepreneur, Zusha Golden. Zusha will discuss in this episode his mindset of how it is to be a young entrepreneur in the photography industry, as well as how he recently got to work with TikTok sensation Charlie D'Amelio. Stay tuned, sit back, and enjoy this great show. All right. Uh, welcome, everyone, to today's episode of Tuesday's Tips. I'm Dave Markowitz, part of the Dave and Ed Real Estate team, and I am proud to have Zusha Golden with us today. Hi, Zusha. How are you? Hi, everybody. I'm so, great today. I'm, as you can see, I'm working from home. So, I mean, as are we all. <laughs> we all are, and so that was my next thing. As you can see behind me, I'm actually not sitting on the 30th floor of any building. <laughs> I'm actually working from home and I have a green screen. And what is the reason I have the green screen for is because That's, my wow. wife works behind me and she didn't want us to see her desk. So I'm a problem solver and uh, I did a green screen and I put an image behind. So now I'm like sitting on the 30th <laughs> floor. So how do you like it? It's amazing. That's very <laughs> Wow. Innovative. Good for you. Okay. I'll teach you how to do it afterwards. <laughs> Chroma key and all that. Yes. Actually, I'm not doing chroma key. It's actually just a regular green screen. Um, mm -hmm. My daughter had one. I hooked up some tripods. You don't even see the stands behind me, but hey, it does the job. Uh huh. So anyways, I, I want to delve in because first of all, you're really young and you're an entrepreneur and you have been basically on fire recently. And so let's, mm -hmm. let's start by you just recently moved to California from New York. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, and um, the youngest of ten. Wow. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, and I uh, decided that in LA there is a lot more opportunity for the field that I'm trying to get into. And I love New York, but I also love LA. I mean, you can't beat the weather, right? Correct. Um, <laughs> uh, but. Yes, yeah, so I moved out here March 1st, and what's today's date? March 23rd. And yeah, I mean, it, it was going really nicely, but this COVID-19 business kind of put a damper on stuff. But Correct. As we'll, as we'll it, get back up after. As of, as of all. So we're all dealing with the same thing. Um, yeah. So you were doing photography in New York for a few years. Am I correct on that? Yes, yes. Uh, I started... Three years ago, around three years ago. Actually, it's going to be April, so it's going to be three years around. Yeah. And uh, I kind of dropped out of high school. I, mean, I, I took some of my regents and I passed them, but I just said, I'm not interested. It's not for me. I'm going to do photography. So I purchased and we'll, the camera. We'll get, we'll get into <laughs> yeah. that because I want to speak about, as I've told you know, some of my kids as well, college is great, but college is not always for everybody. And if you have a passion mm -hmm. for something and you're an entrepreneur, go for mm -hmm. it. And yeah, for you're sure. going for it. That's awesome. hundred percent. Thank you. Yes. So you're telling me, so you were coming from New York. You were, you did photography for three years out there. Now you're here. How did you get uh -huh. started? How did you get started in New York to do photography? So let me take you back to, to take me back. the winter of 2006. I was seven years old. It was my brother's wedding in Montreal, Canada. And 
the entire wedding, I was, I had this really crappy little point and shoot camera. And throughout the entire wedding, I was uh, taking photos of the bride, the groom, the guests, everyone, right? And come the end of the wedding, and I take a look at my media, at my portraits that I took, and I realized I forgot to insert my SD card. <laughs> so I've always loved it. And uh, I guess around three years ago, I, I decided, you know, let's give it a shot. Like, I didn't know what was ahead, you know, but I purchased the camera and then I uh, built up a portfolio. I, I called up all my friends and family and I built a portfolio with them and I asked them to be my models, essentially. And then from there, I built up a, por built up a portfolio. Let me ask you a question regarding that. You do mm -hmm. something that that Gary Vaynerchuk speaks about quite a bit. And it's like, if you want to enter a field, do stuff for free for some people. Some people don't believe in it. I believe in it because you want to show your value. So that's what you did to get mm -hmm. off the ground. And especially in New York where it's such a competitive area. To. So that's what you did. So do you think that really uh -huh. got you going? Working, doing stuff 100%, for free? You have to. A thousand percent. You can't, you can say, you know, Oh, I'm the greatest I'm the greatest, uh, you know, yogurt eater in the world. But if you don't have any stats to back it up, it's all for naught, right? Correct. So you have to, you have to start off building a portfolio. You have to start off doing uh, pro bono work because otherwise, you know, you have, you have to have a portfolio. So definitely, yes. So you started that way, and you specialize more in headshots. Or give me some of that background. So. I've done a lot of events and they are fun. I mean, any photography is fun, but I specialize in headshots and portraits, mainly people. I just think people are so, uh, the human brains are so complex and it's just really cool to take multidimensional beings, multidimensional beings and create really cool artwork with them. So I okay. love portraits. I love people. Uh, do you yeah. do video? Do you shoot video as well or? Well, I just started vlogging on YouTube, so I kind of edit my own videos and stuff. So not really. I mean, I'll maybe I'll, I'll delve into cinematography down further down the line, but for now, it's photography, and I I'm really blessed to do what I love and love what I do. Honestly, yeah. I saw I saw your uh, your blog. It's actually pretty cool, and I saw you started making hand sanitizer. Tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Tito's. How do you pronounce the alcohol brand? Tito's. The Tito's name? is really popular Tito's. in California. So they, oh yeah, yeah. So they said that it's not enough alcohol in our alcohol for the hand sanitizer. You have to use rubbing alcohol. I didn't know that, but I still made it, and it was a fun experience. You know, I was <laughs> I got I was an activity with my niece and nephews. You know, on the home from school to just you know clean the house for fun with it. I mean, we do have more hand sanitizer and stuff, but it was just for the vlog, just to have fun, honestly. You know so, now. Yeah. You know now that you're in California, you need to get a car, right? Yes. So I actually got my permit back in New York, but I was going to go take my driver's license out here, my driver's test, but then you have to retake the permit test. The problem is because California's enacted a new law, you have to, um, the next available appointment is June 11th. So I was either just going to do a walk-in or fly back to New York and get my driver's license there and then come back here. But this COVID business really just, <laughs> so now we're, we're all just sitting here, you know, we're like, I mean, and, I, I'm not and you know how I knew that by watching your blog, and you're on, and you're on the uh, on the trains, and in New York, yes. it's, <laughs> in New York, it's quite normal to do you know subway train. 
here was still a kind of uh -huh. a new thing. So I was like, oh, this kid needs to get a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to get my license, my driver's test. My, yeah. Let me ask um, you, since, since you're, you're now living here and now you're kind of starting again or rebooting your business, so to speak. Now, I know mm -hmm. the coronavirus has kind of put a damper, which it has with everybody. Yeah. How are you thinking in terms of rebooting now that you're in California? And I see you are getting some really interesting people that you're, photo you know, you're taking shots of. And I'll get into that later because there is a surprise I want to tell you about because I know you recently shot somebody that's really cool. But tell me how you're rebooting your business right now um, as, you know, relocating. Uh-huh. I see. Um, okay. So I, I, over the past few years, I built up in New York City a brand there, right? And then if you're relocating anywhere else, you're going to have to basically – start anew because majority of my audience was in New York City. So I guess it's just doing the same techniques, same strategies, same marketing slash sales tools and whatnot to build up here in Southern California. And then of course, networking and uh, pretty much just re, re, as you said, rebooting and rebuilding up a new, a new start here in, in, in Orange County in LA. Where, where do you normally get your mindset, entrepreneurial mindset? Because as a young, I look, as me, as an older person, you know, we gain our experience as we get older. You're very young. Where are you getting that mindset from? Great question. Well, firstly, I don't know how old you are. You don't look very old. You look like you maybe like 29 or 30. I'm 50 years old. I have four kids. I have children that are older than you, Zush. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to, can I zoom in here? <laughs> I get a free really? headshot, right? <laughs> wow. Okay, well, you're doing something right. I thought you were like 30. I'm not even kidding. I'm, 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 I'm going to be 51 years old in April. Wow, wow. Happy birthday. Well, I'm, my birthday's also in April. Is it? What's the date? I'm going to laugh. April 15th. Oh, mine is 9th, April 9th. Nice, nice. That's only a few days apart. So unless you're doing something with that green screen. No. <laughs> I don't know. Very, I'm very, just starting very. to get gray hair. I've actually started getting a lot more since this whole virus thing started. Yeah, you know what's funny? Is I'm losing my hair. Um, and I'm only 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, um, what was my question again? Oh, uh, where, do you, where, do you, where do you get your confidence as, as such a young person building a business? Confidence or, or... Mindset. Mindset, okay. So I, because I'm the youngest of so many siblings, I kind of lived through their experiences just a little bit. You know, does it make sense? Yes. So I kind of, I have some more insight, I'd say, than other people my age, maybe, because I saw what my siblings were doing and kind of what not to do, if that makes any sense. Makes and then regarding, sense. And then regarding, uh, like, any business sense or anything, definitely just reading Dale Carnegie, uh, Napoleon Hill, and the best kept secret in marketing, Dan Kennedy. Um, I wanted yeah, to ask you about that because I, I saw your bio yeah. and you were talking about Dan Kennedy. I, have never, I read a lot of books I as was. well. I, I do Napoleon Hill. I do a lot of reading. Um, I'm actually reading uh -huh. a book uh, recommending to you right now by Trevor Moat, um, who's a mm -hmm. sports psychologist um, type of coach. But tell me about Dan Kennedy. Oh, cool. I'd like to look, know a little bit more about him. So he is, I think he's an older gentleman, and he, uh, 
I don't know. He, he's like the OG guru. I mean, okay. like, you know, this is, I, I don't know if this is uh, confirmed or accurate, but I dare say a lot of the uh, entrepreneurs and people that you and I know about, they are students of his. Okay. Put it that way. If that should show you any, that would touch, if that can, if that can show you his prowess, his, his marketing prowess. Okay. Then, yeah. Then, then. Was, was he a student of Dale Carnegie, do you know? I'm not, I think he took Napoleon Hill's works and okay. expounded on that. Okay. Look, my, my memory is not the greatest, so I have a little <coughs> difficulty remembering. Okay. But his work, it just, I can't, I can't highly recommend him. I can't, couldn't recommend him more to read and, and to. Then I'm going to reach, I'm going to find some of his readings and, and, and delve into it. Yeah, Amazon it's, has them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's no BS marketing and sales. He has a ton of good books. Yeah, definitely. So I want to get into something interesting now as recently, all you young, young kids, as I say, are into TikTok. I haven't gone into TikTok yet, okay? My kids have been, <laughs> my, my kids have been pushing me to do it. I know Gary Vaynerchuk is really into getting people onto TikTok right now as well as LinkedIn. And I'm really pushing my mm -hmm. LinkedIn brand. But I mm -hmm. want to talk to you about, you just landed a client, um, Charlie D'Amelio, who is a TikTok star. How did you get to work with Charlie? Explain. It's a great question. Okay, so I'll answer that in two parts. Okay, one, TikTok is a great platform. It's kind of like Vine, but 60 second long videos as opposed to just six seconds, and people are creative. I find myself laughing at kids' content. Like, you know, it's very comedic, very entertaining. You might end up wasting a lot of time on there because you can just, you know, the, your, your brain likes like when you swipe with your thumb. So you're just you're swiping next. And it's like one more video, five seconds. Like you never know what could be next. It could be funny, entertaining, scary. You know, it could, you know like it's great. Um, and then, yeah, I did. Uh, I just did a shoot with uh, Charlie D'Amelio and her family. And um, she's like the queen of TikTok, hands down. She, 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 she just reached like 40 million followers yesterday. And she started the app a few months ago. That's incredible. So kudos to her. And I can, I will actually, I can actually delve into what, and, and what I think, how she did that a little bit. Okay, I love think to hear because it. any with any social media, the key is consistency. She's very talented. She's been dancing since she was three years old. Their family is absolutely wonderful people. It, it's so it's so great when you work with people who are genuine. And they're just nice. It's just the entire experience is, is, it's a wholly different experience. So it was amazing. Um, and so I have to give kudos to her and to her family because they were showing up on TikTok every single day. You hear my nephew That's screaming? That's the new normal, Zusha. I have the same yeah. thing. It's, uh, it's all good. That's what we're yeah, at yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind. Yeah, it's all cool. It's I'll, all good. I'll write them into the podcast if you'd like. Hey, it's all <laughs> um, good. That's so, our life. So, yeah, so it's, it's hard work, but she did it and she built up this amazing brand and hey, sweet. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, and so, I love it. you know, 
Yes. Yeah, so she, so good for, I'm very, I, I love seeing people succeed, especially people that do deserve it because they are really, really good people. So yeah, it's, it's, it so how did, really how did fun. you get, how did you get to work with her? How did uh, that happen? Yeah. So I've been in contact with her publicist, uh, Barbara for a little bit. And, uh, I moved out to LA and then, uh, we we're going back and forth and then it, it just worked out. And so it was, it was, it was great. Yeah. It worked out probably cause you stayed on it. Right. Uh, again, going back, this is all going back to my mindset of an entrepreneur. You didn't give up. You probably had a one call, two call, three calls. You stayed with it and you finally pushed through and you know, that is on your portfolio. Now you've worked with the biggest TikTok star, so to speak. And that's something for you to gain new traction, new business as you're branching out your name. Now that's going to give you, you know, legit street cred as you call it. Right. In, in the industry. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not so much aware with like the terminology within the industry. So I street cred, I, I mean, I guess I heard of it, but I'm, I guess. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah, it, it was, look, it was just a really fun experience and it was working with great people. So that's what I took away from it, honestly. But um, yeah, persistence is key and yeah, yeah you, you, you summed it up. Do you, um, when you shoot photography, is there any special things that separate you from other photographers that you can see yet at this you know, point in your career? It's a great question. Um, okay, so every single photographer has their own unique eye and their own vision, and no other photographer in the world will be able to replicate that. It's because no one can see through your lens. Okay. No pun intended. No one can, you know, no one can. So, what makes me unique in the realm of photography and photographers is uh, this cheers is it's I'm so comfortable, you know, like I, I'm like. <laughs> Dancing with it. I love, <laughs> my ADHD is loving this chair. You know, I, I could go like do, all the way back. Zisha, yeah. do you have ADHD and ADHD? So attention, okay, attention deficit. You have, attention but you have hyper. You have you have HD, like you know, high definition ADHD. That's <laughs> your photographer. <laughs> nice fun there. Nice fun there. <laughs> um, so I think the most okay. Here's what separates me. I don't believe doing a photo shoot and, and it's not just about providing portraits. It's about the experience, right? Okay. So my goal with my clientele and customers is providing the best possible experience with the best possible portraits. And that's the package that I provide. So you want them to feel really comfortable. And I was, I'm assuming as 100%. they as they get comfortable, they kind of let their guard down, which allows them to be more photogenic. Is that correct? A hundred percent, hundred percent. Got it. And, and so, and most people, when they smile, it 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 lights up the camera. Honestly, it lights up the. Uh, it just changes the dynamic, and it has to be authentic smile. So I try to definitely. Uh, I don't mean like saying cheese or like any of like. I mean just. Making it, making, making the atmosphere with the shoot and whoever's working with it more lax and less like it's like a shoot and more like we're just having a fun time, hanging out, getting great shots, and it's just you know it's just fun. 
I think, that's, that's, I that's think that comes through through your personality though as well. Cause I can tell even just by on camera that you make people at ease when you're speaking to them. So I guess it lets their guard down. It makes the whole photo shoot more at ease for, and it's, it's easier for you to do your job at that point. I'm assuming, correct? Yes, definitely. Because no one wants to feel like they're walking a tightrope, you know, everyone, everyone just, everyone likes to, to be comfortable on skin and, and yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Where can people find you at this point? Social media and all that. Social. Okay. So I have, okay. So it's across all platforms. It's at Zusha Golden. So it's Z-U-S-H-A-G-O-L-D-I-N. And uh, now I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Although I must say I'm primarily active on LinkedIn, Instagram, and maybe TikTok. But, um, oh, and I started a YouTube channel. So, so definitely go subscribe on there. <laughs> okay. And by the way, um, I will put all your information in this, after we're done with this video, all your information will be at the bottom so people can reach out to you as well. Thank you. Yeah. Let's talk about LinkedIn That's before, awesome. before we go here. Keeps on. It's all right. Yeah. Let's talk about LinkedIn. Um, you're getting a lot of traction on LinkedIn right now, I'm noticing. And that's, for people who don't know, that's how I met Zusha. Um, I've been trying to build my LinkedIn brand as well, and that's how we connected. And, but Zusha's really taking off on LinkedIn. So is there anything specific that you're doing to, and it's not just about followers, it's about the quality of people that are following you. What are you doing that's setting you apart on LinkedIn at this point? Let me take you back. Okay. <laughs> okay. So a few months ago, I was on a plane back from Long Beach, California, back to New York City. And I met this woman. Her name is Elise Kraft. She's a business coach. And I met her on the plane. And uh, she told me, you got to get on LinkedIn because you're going to shine on there. It's just a place to be right now. You know, it's, it's a great platform. And I was like, LinkedIn, that's something I signed up for when I was 10 years old. And I'm still getting notifications from it. You know, I, I don't want to even look at that platform. But I decided, you know, what's the worst that can happen? So I went on LinkedIn. I uh, started posting a few photos, a few this, and I'm like, okay, it's getting two views. What, what, what is, what is, what was Elise talking about? I don't, you know, I don't see anything here. Somehow I kind of figured out how the platform works, and then I, uh, this was in December, and then I started posting just consistently, which is every day, which is the most important key in, in growing social media. And then I actually have a few strategies and techniques that I use. Do you want to discuss that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the first thing regarding your posts, the relatability is key. We are, we all striving for human connection and everyone wants to be able to relate to it. When someone reads your post, they want to be able to see themselves in your post. And okay. so it's essential that your post either tells a story which the brain likes or it, it, yeah, just it, people can relate to it. That's one. Number two, you probably would want to ask an engaging question toward the end of the post just to get your audience to want to engage. Um, then once someone comments on your post, if they're taking time out of their day to not only read your post, but to engage, it's absolutely vital that you show appreciation and you thank them or respond to their comments. Uh, on your post, what they commented, whatever they commented. Um, that's regarding posting. Then regarding 
I try to connect with 10 to 15 new target clients or just people who I think I'd want to potentially work with one day. So I definitely send out like 10, 15 connection requests a day. Wow. I mean, I really, I really grown lax on that in the past few weeks, honestly. So maybe I have to get back on it, but I, but that's, that's, that's for starting out. When you're starting out, you for sure have to do that. Um, then very, very important. Any connection that you get, at least when you're starting out, you have to get personable in the direct messaging. Message your connection, your new connection. Hey, so-and-so, great to connect. What's the most rewarding aspect of what you do in your industry? Wow, you really, you really go in depth there. Yeah, because not only will you gain insight into people's industries, also find out what makes them tick, talk. No, I'm kidding. Um, you also, it's an engaging question. It gets people to open up and it formulates a connection, right? And, that's how, and then people, they see your post and then they'll take the time to maybe read it because they feel like they know you. So that's also very important. Then you're going to want to maybe use only three relevant hashtags and you want to have create your own hashtag. So all your posts are in one, uh, one really? place. So yeah. let, let, me, let me stop you there. So doing 10, 15 hashtags, does that push you down the ladder and, mm-hmm. on, on LinkedIn? So honestly, I don't even think LinkedIn hashtags do anything for you, to be really? honest. Okay. I, don't, I mean, I don't know uh, the hashtag algorithm that much, but from my experience, I, I had posts that had absolutely no hashtags at all, and it went viral. And then I had posts who had with that. Most of my posts have hashtags and then they get uh, mediocre engagement. Like it just gets medium, you know? So I think it's maybe just, it's also cleaner when you don't use so many hashtags. Kind of like on Instagram. Instagram wants you to put less hashtags, more relevant, and they can actually take your post and pr- put it to the proper audience as opposed to just writing follow for follow, like for like, um, or like even as a photographer, don't use such a big hashtag photography, which has 200 million posts because then it won't get seen. Use a much smaller. You want to use a, a hashtag that has between half a million to a million uh, posts or less. How do you know what the data is on that? Is there a way to like search a hashtag to see what it is? Well, on Instagram, yeah. On, on, on LinkedIn, I don't think hashtags even do that much, honestly. So okay. that's even that's, that's like a, a secondary subset. Um, and then... Uh, okay, so post that, that, and then what else? Uh, commenting back, and then I actually wrote an article on how to 100% guarantee to be successful on LinkedIn. It's if it's actually my first article. If you click on my profile, you can you can read it. Okay, um, that's great. I'm gonna have people need to go there and read it then. Yeah, a lot of people told me, you know, you should you should you should you should pay you should make people pay for that because it's actually valuable insight. It's not just you know people making up stuff. But I'm like, look. Two reasons why I'm, I'm not paying, making people pay for that. One reason is because if I can help someone, if you can help someone, then you must. And like, why not? You know, another thing is most people that read that won't even implement my techni- techniques and strategies. So I'm like, okay, I, you know, I, it's like you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make it drink, right? right? So I put out the article to help people, and whoever wants to take it seriously can do that, and then they'll see their. LinkedIn skyrocket. Well, that's that's great. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, one day you, that's if, if that's what something that you're inspiring to, you should keep doing it. Then, if that's you know, if you want to, well, be on- I, I I I think one day I want to write a book and give a TED talk. But I have I don't even 
I don't even know. It's just for fun. Like I don't even, you know, it's not even like a, you know, there's plenty of time to write a book now. (laughs) I know. I know. Yes. It's, there is plenty of time to write a book now. I just, I fear I don't have much to say. (laughs) So start putting it together, start putting, you know, just start doing your segments. And then once you're ready, you have at least different points of your life. Yeah, you're right. So I feel like I could never write a book though. That's like kind of like cheesy and like, uh, not cheesy. Meaning I would be very honest in my, in, in my book. I'm not sure if that would be bad or good, but it's good. Cause honesty is be, the best, honesty is the best approach because people are seeing the real you and they want to know you're not BSing them at that point. So I think it's, that's the like way I would it. probably, t- yeah, I would probably title the book. Like, why did you buy this? Or like, I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah. So definitely one day, one day. <laughs> Look, it's all, it's all great, great stuff. Um, so I, I, again, I wanted to take the time to really thank you for, for being on our podcast today. Normally, by the way, it's myself and my partner, Neda Dadan. She's not here. She's actually working virtually from her home. And so we all are. So mm-hmm. we all have this different, you know, mm-hmm. aspect that we're all dealing with at this point. Um, but I wanted to tell you, you know, really, really appreciate you taking the time, giving your insight. Um, I want people to go out and, you know, go to Zusha's, his website, which you'll see afterwards, go to his LinkedIn, connect with him. He does phenomenal work on headshots. I've seen it. It's just, it's really, really great. And, you know, just because somebody looks young guys, doesn't mean they don't know what they're doing. He knows what he's doing. I've seen it go out support him and um zush will be in touch and um i wanted to you know again i know we're all in in weird times right now but just keep your head up this too shall pass as they say and your business will be flying and um you know we'll go from there and anything i can do for you just you know reach out let me know thank you definitely the darkest hour definitely does become before the dawn oh that is a great saying yes yes i mean i my worry is I'm not sure, sure how long the darkest hour is going to be, but things always get better. They do. So. You have to be the inspirational light to lighten up that darkest hour. That's what we, you know. We all have to be the inspirational light. Exactly. Zush, <laughs> yeah. it's been a pleasure. Um, Dave, likewise. Have a great day, and we will Thank be Thank you touch. for having me on here. You rock. You rock. All right, bud. You rock. You rock. Okay, thank you. Take care. Take care. Okay. Bye. Hey, everybody. Dave Markowitz here. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast of Tuesday's Tips. Ned and I understand that you have many options to listen to, and we really appreciate you taking the time today. So if you can, just go ahead and share it with people you know. And again, thanks so much for taking the time.